T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Paul and Jordana and DJ, who's pretty happy about the snow. Are you happy, DJ? You should be. This is going to be perfect snow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We already have uh, uh, some snowmen we're going to build tomorrow and probably go skiing tomorrow night. Yes, yes, this will set us up for a great week. I'm happy you're happy. Yeah. I think most of Minnesota is happy. It's just those, you know, yeah. buzzkills that, uh, really? you know, ruin it for the rest of us. The but snow think, haters? Yeah, the snow haters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, you can't please all the people all the time. Did Abraham Lincoln it, And it's hard that? to hate snow and live in Minnesota. Like, well, we need to get over I, ourselves because here we are, so we got to embrace. It's not earthquakes. It's not volcanoes. No hurricanes. It's frozen water, folks. Uh I guess what I was thinking today, reading the headlines about President Putin uh, possibly giving the order to invade Ukraine, and some of the mm-hmm. Pentagon say the invasion has already begun, and we're going to get to that in the next hour and keep you up to date with what's happening. He shares a title, President, with American presidents, but I think the difference could not be any more stark. And something Dan rather wrote this morning, I get a, a newsletter update via email every day. He said something that struck me. He said, our founding fathers were clear that they were creating in the presidency a citizen who was not above the law, certainly not a king, let alone a god. They could have never imagined how powerful the nation they created would become, and thus the powers that would lie with the person leading it. The Founding Fathers were wary of concentrated power, and they would have never abided by the idea that presidents should be above reproach, re-examination, and even scorn. Cults of personality are the antithesis of what they hope to create. Ultimately, he goes on to say, the American presidency is what we allow it to be. It's an extension of us, the nation at large, and it should reflect us in all our wonderful diversity, encouraged by our better angels. I think we still have some better angels left. Mm -hmm. But I thought that was beautiful on the money, at least as far as I'm concerned. I think that's really beautiful, and thank you for sharing it. Uh, We spoke with Ken Davis. Ken is the author of the Don't Know Much series. He's the author of his most recent book, Strongman. He is an historian and just a wealth of knowledge. And we'd love to check in with him when we have holidays like this to find out what we're missing, what we don't know, what we should know. So Ken started chatting with us by correcting us about what President's Day actually is. Today is not President's Day. Today is George Washington's birthday. 
in I know it's on all the banks, it's on all the calendars, it's on it's probably on your date book, but it is still officially George Washington's birthday. Lincoln's birthday was never a national holiday in this country. George Washington's okay. birthday was one of the oldest federal holidays. When they started making Monday holidays, three-day weekends, in 1968 mm-hmm. under something called the Uniform Holiday Act, they moved George Washington's birthday from the traditional date of February 22nd to the third Monday in February, where it is today. This means, of course, it can never actually fall on George Washington's birthday, which always would come later than the third Monday. But it's still officially and technically and otherwise, Congress or the president has never changed the name of this holiday. It is still George Washington's birthday. And a lot of people assumed, oh, they merged Lincoln's birthday, which is February 12th, of course. We marked that last week with Washington's birthday. But that's not the case. Lincoln's birthday was actually never a federal holiday. Right. Uh, it's a state holiday in many states. I don't know about yours, but in New York, when I was growing up, we always got Lincoln's birthday off, and then we got Washington's birthday off a few weeks later. But then they changed it in 1968. It went into effect in 1971. And almost from the beginning, people started to call it President's Day, whether they put an apostrophe in it or not. But it's technically still George Washington's birthday, honoring the first president, the father of our country. And, um, of course, Washington, like a lot of American uh, legends, heroes, patriots, founding fathers, has, you know, come in for a little bit of a, you know, revision of late. Nobody's talking about taking down the Washington Memorial, but we, we have different views of him now than we did certainly 200 years ago or 100 years ago. Because nobody's perfect. Nobody's yeah. ever perfect. Yeah, you're right. Everybody's flawed. And f- yeah. For those that were wondering, Washington and Lincoln's birthday are state holidays in Minnesota, but they're both celebrated uh, like the first Monday in, in February. So hmm. they're kind of rolled together. So I don't know if that – I guess, you know, he said some some states uh, celebrate Lincoln's birthday. I guess we sort of celebrated. I'm using my radio air quotes because it's rolled in with Washington's birthday. Got it. Got it. That's sort of celebratory. Okay. There you go. Uh, we also talked to Ken about – speaking of George Washington – If that story, not that he was there, but he is a historian, if the story about the cherry tree, remember, you know, I cannot tell a lie, chopped down the cherry tree, is actually true. That was a story that was created by a man named Parson Weems, who said he was the rector at Mount Vernon, Washington's plantation. That was not true. There's no record of such an event happening in Washington's life. Parson Weems made this story up to tell the children it was a reader, actually, of uh, a turn of a 19th century reader for children, uh, couching Washington's life in these morality tales. Washington re- rarely spoke about his father. One recollection is that uh, his, his father died when Washington was 11 years old. And he said, I remember he was a tall, kindly man, and that's about all he ever said about him. Washington's mother was a much more significant impact and influence on his life. Um, Very early in his life, he wanted to actually join the British Navy, and she put her foot down and wouldn't permit it. So how history would have changed if um, George Washington got his way and his mother... Um, hadn't said, no, you can't join the Navy. But that's how it, how it worked out. The other piece of that, the wooden teeth, that's also um, in the realm of myth. He did have many sets of dentures. 
uh, made from a variety of things, but none of them hmm. from wood. The dentures were usually made from uh, bone, uh, animal bone, tusk, ivory. Uh, there is an account, and I talk about it in my book, In the Shadow of Liberty, of Washington buying teeth from enslaved people to be used in his dentures. There's no record they were actually used, but that's what the purpose. He purchased teeth from enslaved people to put into his dentures. Whether they it would actually happen, we don't have that record. But um, Washington's last set of dentures is still uh, able to be seen at uh, Mount Vernon, uh, the plantation. Um, they look really uncomfortable. <laughs> I did not know that. Good grief. Oof. Oof. So, wait, Paul, how did that work? He purchased teeth from enslaved people. So he paid them to then go and get their teeth pulled? I, I don't um, know, Jor. I don't know. I have no idea. Were they were they people that had passed on and and the families? At least he purchased them. He didn't steal them from enslaved people. But I I feel like I need a little more clarification. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's news to me. I I did What's not know going that. on. I did not know that. But teeth. again, we lose sight of of what happened 160, 170 years ago. You could still legally own another human being, mm-hmm. and. Wealthy uh, landowners in the South wanted to continue. It was a good business model for them. It made them rich. And Abraham Lincoln realized, hey, it's morally repugnant, and it's not sustainable, and it has to stop. And uh, when the South talked about seceding and started to secede, uh, Abraham Lincoln uh, put his foot down, and uh, the Civil War was fought over primarily the right to own slaves, to own another human being. Ken Davis uh, was asked by Ujur whether or not President Lincoln was originally an abolitionist. It's a little more nuanced and complicated than that. I want to be very, very clear. I believe that Abraham Lincoln still is our greatest president, but his views on slavery are a little bit more complicated than Lincoln freed the slaves and he wanted to abolish slavery. He was not an abolitionist in the sense that he recognized that slavery was constitutional, was legal. It had existed in all 13 states from the beginning of the country, and he opposed it with every fiber of his body, morally and legally and otherwise, but he knew that it was legal. It was protected by the Constitution, and he hoped it would change someday, but his approach to emancipation as opposed to abolition was gradual, compensated emancipation. In other words, uh, enabling the owners of slaves to sell off the enslaved people and get money in return. Lincoln even proposed, as late as 1862, federal bonds, government bonds that would be used to purchase the enslaved people. And he thought it could last until 1900. That surprises a lot of people. So he wasn't somebody who wanted to end slavery as he came into office. But we also have to recognize that his views changed greatly while he was in office. When the the Civil War begins, he says, this is not a war to end slavery. If I could end this war by freeing all the slaves, I would. If I could end it by freeing no slaves, I would. His point was to preserve the Union. As time went by, 
he came to see and understand that the two things were inseparable. And so in 1863, January of 1863, he announces the Emancipation Proclamation. It's really a military maneuver. And it frees practically very few people because it only applies to the states that are in rebellion. Remember, there are four states that are still in the Union that allowed slavery. So technically, those enslaved people remained enslaved because they were still in the Union. So, but this was an enormous psychological, political, social turning point. The words Emancipation Proclamation. A few months later, of course, he makes the Gettysburg Address, and it's clear then that Lincoln knows that this is a war to bring about what Thomas Jefferson said in 1776, all men are created equal. And he knew that this was a war that was ultimately going to end slavery. He supported and and very much advocated for passage of the 13th Amendment. Of course, that did not happen until after his death. But the 13th Amendment is what finally ends legal slavery in America after the Civil War is over. Wow. I did not know any of that. I, I thought when he came into office... Uh, he wanted to abolish oh. slavery, but he, again, his views mm-hmm. evolved, and you're allowed to evolve mm-hmm. your views as you, you get are. more information. Mm-hmm. So was was Abraham Lincoln woke? He was ahead of his time. I, I guess he got there, right? Because that's a good thing, to be awakened and to see things yeah. a little more clearly or a little more fairly. It's I don't call thing. that woke. I call that just being a, a good human being. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's out mm-hmm. of favor, but uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um Great stuff. And I know, Jor, you asked one more question about Abraham Lincoln. Is it true that Lincoln had a plan to pay slaveholders $400 per slave and ship the freed slaves back to Africa? This was a a, a very popular uh, uh, moderate proposal at the time. Uh, A a great many men, going back to Madison and Monroe, who also knew that slavery had to end eventually in America. This was their solution to the uh, the question of slavery, not to just emancipate, but to pay the owners, free these people, and then return them to Africa. Africa. And of course, this, the nation of Liberia was founded as a colony for emancipated African-American slaves. Of course, the people who were enslaved had no say in this matter. They weren't consulted. Many of them, of course, had been born in America for, and had been in America for generations. They had no connection to Africa. So this was a, a solution that uh, really went, was not going to ever go anywhere. Um, four million people in 1860 were not going to willingly return to Africa. They were Americans and eventually would fight in the Union Army uh, by the hundreds of thousands to end slavery. Fascinating. Wow. Really. That's an interesting plan. And you're right. You're born here. You're an American. That is what the 16th Amendment says. I believe it's 15th or 16th. 14th or 15th. One of those. I have to double check. It's one of those. I think... I think the 14th is that if you lead an insurrection that you can't hold office again. I I believe. I thought that was the 14th. Oh, boy, you're on a different tangent now. I get them. No, I get them confused, all my amendments. (laughs) I should have a little flashcard. I usually write them, you know, magic marker on my palm. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, I have a copy of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights it, uh, downstairs in my in my mudroom. And people always say to me, well, do the kids, did it all sink in? I said, you know what? If we keep it up there and they look at it every day when they're putting on their sneakers, some of it's going to sink in. It is a constant reminder that we do live in the greatest country in the world and we should understand where our knowledge base came from. We should understand why these decisions were made. But we should also understand that the men who created them were flawed. Uh, and I say men because it was only men at the time. Um, and and no. sure, they had some nice ideals. Some did not have some nice ideals. You know, democracy is an experiment and it is ever evolving um, and it is tenuous and delicate. And we have to remember that it was started with good, mostly good intention. And and like you said, when you know better, you do better. You can change your mind and things evolve and times change. And democracy should be like the elastic clause. Uh, and we should be able to grow with it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.